0: nor my praise to carved idols behold the former things have come to pass and new things i now declare before they spring forth i tell you of them O oh lord have mercy on us to God. and we have a reading from romans chapter six what shall we say then are we to, to continue in sin So you must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. O Lord, have mercy on us.
1: A reading from St. Matthew chapter 3. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you this day from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So we are new creatures in Christ. We are the baptized, the people of God by grace what a joy that brings to our hearts but yet we know only all too well that sin has not gone away from us that there is still sin that we commit i'm reminded of the time when i was a young lad and we were washing our pet dog and you know it was in that springtime up north when the grass has not quite yet come up, and, you know, it's kind of muddy and yucky outside. And so we thought it was a good time to wash the dog. And, you know, it was, because she was getting a bit smelly. And so we washed her and tidied her up. Even my mom got out her blow dryer and blew her dry. But then we let her outside to go do her business. And her business was rolling around in the dirt, in the mud, and getting all yucky yet again. Now, I don't want to say that we're like the dogs, but if the image fits, you and I know too well that as soon as we are forgiven by Christ, how great that is, and how soon another sinful thought pops into our brain. And how quickly already we've fallen back into our old ways. And so, what are we to do as people of God with that? Because after all, we are the chosen of God. He has placed his name upon us. His spirit dwells within us. And his word empowers us. And so we need that power of his word in our lives each and every day. That's why we dig into the scriptures. That's why we read devotionals. And that is why we commit to memory Bible verses so that they are there taking up that space in our head so that there's no room for those other idle things. You and I, We have God's Word, and that is a great gift to us. And that gift, I think sometimes for you and I, seems daunting. After all, you have the Old Testament books, you have the New Testament books. Where do I start? What do I do? And I'd say, just open your Bible. Read the words And think about what those words mean. Be in the word so that Christ who dwells in you also will refresh you. And you know, sometimes that word actually comes up to our mind when we're about to do something we know that is not right. And that word comes up and flashes in front of us like a big stop sign stop, don't go there. And that can be a great help. You and I, we are God's own people. And we know that we are connected to Christ Jesus in our baptism. That just as he was baptized and received the Holy Spirit, so we also, we're baptized and brought into God's family by that same spirit. In fact, it is the spirit of salvation that we just sung about, that spirit with whom all our spirits dwell and live. And so you and I, we are those people. We are not, you know, the, the perfect people of God. We are people being made perfect in God and that's an important thing for us to know that while in Christ we are perfect in our own flesh we are still sinful how does that get reconciled through the cross of Jesus when we are buried with him into death like his so that we are then raised up and united with him in a resurrection like his. You know, getting rid of old sin is not an easy thing. Getting rid of old sinful habits is difficult. After all, I mean, we all need a new start, but so often our new start means also a new falling away. We set goals for ourselves, right? Sometimes we call that we're resolutions, right? We're resolute about keeping these things, and yet here we are January 8th, and how many times have we transgressed those already? See how hard it is to break a habit. But we don't fight alone. And that is the gift of this morning's gospel. We don't fight alone because the Spirit of God is in us and working in us and giving us strength in times of difficulty. So you and I, we have help. We're not alone and lost any longer, but we are God's people who are brought together, who are challenged. We find our strength by the people around us this morning. People who, like us, call on the living God, who help hold us accountable. And you might say, Oh, I don't know if that really happens, Pastor. Oh, yeah, it does. There's a passive amount of this accountability. Those people that sat near you in the pew, there's a little bit of peer pressure because you don't want to be missed the next time church is open. After all, those people would miss you and know that you aren't here. And so you and I, we are being held accountable for coming together and knowing that God is with us and will see us through. So the last line of our epistle, so you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. You consider yourselves dead to sin. You're not going to do that anymore. You're alive to God in Christ Jesus by his work. You know, that's something we know. In baptism, you know, we didn't reach to heaven and pull God down to us, No, God reached down and transformed our lives. He placed his name and spirit in us and through us. And so you and I today, we consider ourselves dead to sin because we're God's people. We are his followers. And you know, together as the church, we are also chosen and brought together for a purpose. You know, our church right here in Augusta, you and I, we met last year and came up with four areas that we thought were most important for us to keep in front of us. Things that were important, we know, to God as well. Certainly, outreach to our community, right? To be that light on the hill that people can see and they are drawn toward. Certainly that is something that God would have us be. Also for us to make disciples, as baptism certainly reminds us of, right? That we are to go and make disciples of all nations and teaching them all that I have commanded you. So this morning when we were thinking about baptism, making disciples can't be too far away. That's why it was great seeing all those kids around the baptismal font where God made them a disciple. And that that discipling aspect of our lives continues, that that work that God did also needs to be fed and nourished on a diet of his word and in presence of his people. That also brings up our third area of interest, fellowship. Do we really understand what that means? Fellowship does not mean just being elbow-to-elbow with persons. Fellowship does not mean just food. But fellowship, godly fellowship, is a sharing of burdens and joys. It's having relationships that are deep enough that we can confess to one another. Imagine us being unafraid to confess our sins to a brother or sister in Christ. That's a depth of relationship, isn't it? And that's what God desired of his people when they came together, that the community of saints, that that community would be an area where people that were hurting could find help, and those that were feeling heavy-hearted would be lifted up. So you and I, there's work to be done in our connection to one another. No longer can we, you know, say that, well, because you're a born Lutheran, you're going to be a member of this congregation. No, that's, you know, it's never been about the big L upon the forehead. Okay? Rather, it's been always about God's grace in our lives and the focus together on these things. And last and certainly not least is the continued work with our youth and young people that they also be taught and and come in to find the joy of the promises of God, to be able to trust in his faithfulness so you and I, can be mentors to them. You see, four areas, not so hard for us, right? We can keep those in mind. After all, I think we had a 20-word memory verse last month. Okay? So this time, we have four areas. Community, outreach, making disciples, a fellowship, and youth. That seems not insurmountable. But as with anything, it's going to take a community at work and in love to do it. You and I, we have been bestowed God's love. Christ himself, the beloved of God, was sent among us to save us. And then he sent his spirit to renew us and to be a down payment, as it were, a guarantee of God's love for us. So you and I, we are the ones who have been set free. We are the ones who sing God's praises. And we are the ones who now are tasked in our everyday lives to be the bearers of that word to the world. I don't know about you, but that seems a little bit overwhelming, right? I mean, why me, God? Why me? Why send me? There's so many other people out there, right? I don't think, Lord, that I have the right gifts for that. Well, let me tell you just a little something. You know, I'm a second-career pastor. I was an industrial engineer to begin with. And in my life, I was always happier talking to people from a distance about something I knew. I was always shy. I'm an introvert. I love books, but I also love people. But Yet God used all those things in my life to point me in a right direction. So now I'm an introvert in an extrovert field I'm speaking in front of a big group of people and even to people online and yet I'm not overly scared. My knees aren't knocking because the Lord is with us. So know that God will equip you for every good work in his name. That he will give you the strength to help. That when you are tempted, when you are just overwrought by all the harshness of this world, know that God understands and that he has the perfect answer for you. So people, let us remember we are chosen of God in our baptism. And because of that, we are his people And may we live now as his people. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, guide our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.